Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome back to the show. My name is Deanna Yates, and you are listening to episode 167 of the Wanna Be Clutter-Free podcast. On today's episode, I'm pulling back the curtain a bit as I am discussing being vulnerable with decluttering and how it can lead to more acceptance and love. I will be discussing what that means to me, why it's so important to be honest with ourselves and our loved ones, and how to be honest while still being kind, both to ourselves and our loved ones as well, because that is really important that we are being open and kind and not judgmental with ourselves and as we tell our loved ones what what we're doing and what we're up to. By the end of this episode, my hope is that you will take a moment to reflect and see if you are being open in your life. So when you are open to that self-acceptance, you can get the results that you actually want, not the ones that you think you want because you see others doing it that way and not holding yourself back because you're scared of what it would mean to really go after your dream. And if you follow me on Instagram, you will see that I am trying to do this in my own life. I am posting more decluttering videos from my home as I am working on being more vulnerable and honest too. My goal is to post videos from my home each day for the next 30 days as I dive deeper into letting go. I've already posted my office and my kitchen refresh, and I hope that you uh, join me on that journey. I would absolutely love to have you. So if you are interested, you can click on the link to my Instagram in the show notes, or you can follow me at wannabeclutterfree. But before I get ahead of myself, I do want to make sure that I say a very big, very big thank you to you for joining me today on the show. I know life is super busy, and I am honored that you are here listening to the show and taking some time for yourself. I do not take that lightly, and so I will do my best to give you examples and strategies that you can take with you into your everyday life. I want to be someone who inspires you to be courageous and take action because you can listen to me talk about this stuff, but until you actually do something with this information or any information that you learn from, you will not feel the benefits for yourself. And I know you can do this, and that is why I'm here to help you. So if you have questions about this episode or want more help in your home, please feel free to reach out. You can DM me on Instagram or message me on Facebook. In both places, I am at wannabeclutterfree. And you can also comment on this post on my website. You can find that at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 167. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 167. And there you will also find the show notes for this episode and additional resources to help you on your clutter-free journey. And if you enjoy this podcast, can you please do me a favor and leave a rating and a review for the show? You can rate it on most podcast listening apps, but you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts for the whole show, or you can leave a comment on a specific episode on both Spotify and Good Pods. And your reviews are the lifeblood for podcasters like myself, and they're what help me reach more listeners, get more amazing guests on this show, and just be able to be that resource for you uh, to learn from. And speaking of guests, I have several amazing interviews lined up in the next couple weeks, so I am super excited to get 
back to bringing those different perspectives and expert advice to you uh, now that the summer is over. All right, so make sure that you are subscribed so you don't miss those. All right, that is enough housekeeping. Let's get back to today's topic, how decluttering and embracing vulnerability can lead us to a place of self-acceptance. So this is a journey worth exploring, and I am thrilled to be on it with you. The first thing I want to talk about is clearing the physical and mental clutter. Now, I have said this before, and I am certainly not the only one to say so, but our homes often mirror our inner world. And what that means is what we see around us is often a reflection of one, how we're feeling inside and how we actually see ourselves and and our inner workings, right? If that makes sense. So our cluttered spaces um, are often that reflection of the clutter within us is maybe an easier way to say that. The doubts, insecurities, the negative self-perceptions, yeah, it's all there. And so frequently we try to hide it with new stuff, the next shiny object that's piquing our interest. Does any of that sound familiar? However, running from a problem is never the best solution. And that is why we start decluttering our physical spaces, why it's important that we start uh, decluttering our physical spaces. Because when we do that, we are also clearing out our mental clutter. And that's why so many times you will hear examples of people decluttering their homes and progressing in other areas at the same time. You'll hear of people losing weight, getting a promotion, or excelling in an area that they're working on because once they have freed up that physical space and the room for themselves, they also free up that area in their mind. And so that stuff is a physical manifestation of the mental blocks that are holding us back. All right, so I want you to think about that closet that you've been meaning to tackle, right? Your your clothes closet full of clothes that you haven't worn in ages. And as you let go of those items that no longer resonate with you, you are sending a powerful message to yourself. You're saying, I deserve to surround myself with the things that bring me joy and make me feel good. This act of self-care ripples into your self-perception. It reminds you that you are worthy of acceptance just as you are. So in my life, when I've let go of old hobbies, it's opened me up to be able to do new things. When I've let go of, we had a business that didn't work out so well. So trying to be able to let go of that, uh, just the baggage that comes with that, the feeling of not being successful at something. Um, So the pieces that went with that business, being able to let that go. And it wasn't that it was super unsuccessful. It just didn't provide the benefit or the end goal. We didn't meet the goals that we had for it. So it was an area where we really just felt down on ourselves for a while, but being able to let go of some of those pieces that belonged to that business, um, whether that was email addresses, physical business cards, physical equipment that had gone with that business, different files, things like that, clearing that out gave me space to do things like start this podcast, Uh, do other businesses, go after other career goals I had prior to starting this uh, podcast. And that is just one of those things where I was able to clear out that physical uh, reminder of that business and it was able to free up my mental space. So it definitely works, the things that are around us. And it doesn't even have to be something so concrete or extreme. It could definitely just be 
different things you've tried in your life that didn't work out, letting those go so that you free yourself up for whatever is going to come next. Maybe you've tried jewelry making and you just didn't end up really liking it or quilting or whatever other hobbies. And for whatever reason, you didn't enjoy doing them. Being able to let go of those things, even though they're still useful and maybe someday you'll get back to it, it frees you up creatively. It frees up your space. It allows you to let other things in that might just be that thing that will light you up. All right, I will move on to that because it brings me to my next point, which is uncovering our emotions and embracing vulnerability. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't really enjoy facing my emotions. And I know emotions are just thoughts. They're just feelings. They pass. They are not permanent. They are not actually even real. They're just our physical or mental reaction to something that's happening. But it is very hard and it is uncomfortable work. But that doesn't mean we can hide from it. One way or another, our emotions, thoughts, feelings, and resulting actions, they will find a way out. Now, it could be consciously, it could be unconsciously. Uh, you know, we could just come up in the spur of the moment where we don't even realize it's going to happen, but they will come out. And I'm reading a fascinating book right now, and the title is not clean, so I will censor it because I know that families listen to this show, and I like to keep this show clean for those of you that uh, do have your kiddos in the room with you. But it is called Unf Your Life by Gary John Bishop. And basically, his claim is that no matter what we think, the outcome is gener that outcome, what we think, is generally what will win out in the end. So that is a tough idea to swallow when things are not going our way. But his point is that our subconscious thoughts could be sabotaging our dreams by making us act in ways that make us feel safer. Because when we have always done something one way, it is easier to continue doing something that way than to completely change our lives and completely change how we're thinking. Um, and so, you know, it's really interesting. I'm still getting through the book. I'm still making my way through it, but I do see the points and the merits in it because what we believe deep down does tend to come true. And so it's just one of those ways where I want to be able to let go of any limiting beliefs that I might have because they're not serving me in any good way, right? They're limiting me. There's the reason they're called limiting beliefs because they're not letting me be free. And so being vulnerable and facing reality can be really scary, but I think it's worth it, don't you, to move past those negative things in our life that we want to change so that we can live the life that we want to be living. And so I think that answer is yes. I think it's worth being scared and that is what I am working on. So what decluttering has allowed me to do over the years is look at things in my life and face all those emotions that those items bring up. Sometimes it's really easy as things had a utilitarian purpose and so I can let them go once their job is done. Other times though, it's harder, really hard. And the emotional ties to my belongings bring up memories, attachments, and even regrets. I'm not going to say that I have worked through all my emotions. I am still decluttering. Heck, maybe I might always be decluttering. Um, but it has gotten easier as I've let go of things and lived to tell the tale, as they say, right? When I'm struggling, I remember that embracing vulnerability here means acknowledging these emotions and allowing ourselves to feel them fully doesn't mean that I'm going to feel great all the time. That is not what that means. It means that I'm going to sit with something, feel how it feels, and let it move through me, whether that's positive, negative, 
sticky, you know, clammy, sweaty palms, whatever. Uh, you know, that is just what it is. So I'm going to sit there and feel it. It means being okay with the fact that letting go might not be easy. This process mirrors self-acceptance beautifully because just as we are allowing ourselves to let go of those physical possessions, we're also releasing that emotional baggage that might be holding us back from fully accepting ourselves. And sometimes the emotions to a thing might be surprising to anyone else around you, right? So in our home, we had some blue drinking glasses that I finally parted in this last pass through our kitchen, the one that I literally just posted on Instagram. But before we get into that, I want to take a quick break and uh, hear from our sponsors. Thank you so much to these sponsors that allow us to continue to offer this podcast to you. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. All right. Thanks for coming back. So I've held on to these glasses for 20-something years. Um, they're not from particular fond memory of mine. And it's not 100% my story. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, I don't feel right sharing it without uh, talking to someone else about it first. But even though they do have a backstory, I've held on to them because they had a purpose, right? My husband's favorite color is blue. We have other blue decor in our home. So they match some of the things we had. They're useful. They're perfectly acceptable, useful glasses. And I hate you know, I'm very practical. And so I hate giving up something that is useful, but that doesn't mean I have to throw it away. I can pass it on to someone else. However, it was time to face reality that I don't like these glasses. 
I really don't. They bring up emotions in me and I just don't like them. And so I told my husband this time why, you know, I've told him before that I don't really like the glasses, but I was the one that always kept them. I'm sure he didn't even have really a care as to why we were keeping them. But I just told him like, hey, I really want to get rid of these. I I want them out of our house now. And so he's on board. And so they are in the pile to go away. Um, like I said, I'm decluttering right now. So I didn't go to the donation center today, but I will this week. And so they are in the pile. They are no longer in my house. Uh, They're in with the stuff to be sent away. And I actually absolutely love the feeling of letting go of those. It is so simple. And yet it took me years, right? It is a process. Decluttering is a process and it doesn't happen overnight and it is okay. And I am here to tell you that I have been decluttering for years. I've done avalanche declutter challenges. I've gotten rid of thousands of items in my house and yet still, I still have these things. So please, we're all learning. Um, I will talk about this in another, in just a moment <laughs> because it brings me to my third point. Being vulnerable on our quest to self-acceptance allows us to embrace imperfections and grow. So here we are. I can't tell you how many women and moms I've talked to over the years that strive for perfection. I mean, heck, I was one of them. But let's be real. Perfection is an impossible goal. I want you to really internalize that. Perfection is impossible. It is a thought that we have that we can be perfect, but not a single person can be perfect. There is no such thing. Striving for it only leads to stress and self-criticism. I really want that to sink in. I want you to think about that again. Perfection is impossible. And here's why life is like a staircase. You can only see the stair in front of you though, in this example. So it's like a staircase where you can only see whatever that next step is. You think that when you get to that next step, you'll have made it. And yes, it is a great accomplishment to get to that goal. But when you get there, you will likely realize that you can achieve more, you can do more, and you'll likely want more. It is just human nature. And so instead of trying to be perfect, because again, you will grow on your way. So what you can do today is different than what you're going to be able to do tomorrow if you are working on growing as a person, you know, in your capacity, all of those things. So you will be able to do more. And that is why perfection doesn't really exist because what's perfect for you today is going to be different than what you see as perfect tomorrow. So instead of trying to be perfect, I want us to aim for having integrity with ourselves and doing the best that we can while we embrace who we are and where we are on this journey. So here's where decluttering and vulnerability can work their magic. When you stand in front of that mirror and you see yourself as you truly are, imperfect, unique, beautiful, wonderful, evolving, right? All of these things, you are all of those things. You are opening that door to self-acceptance. Decluttering your home teaches you that letting go is part of growth. So just as you let go of physical items that no longer serve you, you are learning to let go of those mental hurdles like unrealistic expectations and self-doubt, right? Let's look at our lives with more curiosity and being excited about learning and knowing that learning is growing and life is, if we're not learning and we're not becoming a better version of ourselves, and it doesn't have to be a better version of ourselves, a newer version of ourselves, just a more real version of ourselves, 
then we kind of stagnate and things get boring. So let's not do that. I want us to look back at that closet idea, right? And I want us to, it'll help us see this in action. So if it's been a while for you, or if you've never decluttered your clothes, um, or it's been a long time since you've decluttered your clothes, um, I want you to look at the different fashions you have and the pieces that you used to think were really fashionable, right? I know some of these fashions are coming back in style, so it's interesting to see some of these pieces come back and be like, whew, wow. Or if you watch old shows, like if you watch old episodes of Friends, or we're in the middle of watching Full House right now and watching the fashions from the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, it's cringy, man. Like what we used to think were great. Like it's cringy. It's, some of them are silly. Like it's really interesting. But I think it's a sign that we as people are influenced by what is happening around us, what the trends are, what we find interesting. And so things change, right? As we grow as people, our ideas change, our thoughts change, our likes and dislikes change. So nothing is concrete and nothing will stay forever. And I think that we need to remember that we are constantly growing and evolving. And so again, perfection doesn't exist. So what seemed like perfection yesterday can just be a stepping stone today. So let's not get wrapped up in trying to be something that is not even possible in the first place. And that brings me to my next point. I think it is impossible to talk about self-acceptance and vulnerability without touching on social media. This is a fine-edged sword for me. I create this show because I want to be a resource for others. I want to share how we embraced being clutter-free because it has made such a positive impact on our lives. But I struggle with being vulnerable and putting myself out there, especially on social media. So I'm fine on this podcast. That doesn't seem to be a problem. I've gotten better. I'm recording this on video, even though it's a solo episode to put on YouTube. I normally just do my guest episodes there. Um, But putting out my house and the different areas of our house is hard for me. One, I don't want to make anyone else feel bad but I also want to be able to help you see what's possible. Another reason is I don't think I'm as far along as other people on the journey, right? So my middle, I'm comparing to someone else, like maybe I'm on the first marker and someone else is on the 10th marker, right? So it's really difficult to have this balance of, I wanna be out there and help and be vulnerable and be open, I also don't feel I'm as far along. I know the more I put myself out there, the more people are going to come and criticize what I'm doing, which I know is just part of the game, but it also is very difficult to kind of sit with that and be like, okay, I'm putting myself out there. So these are all the things, right? But it's just part of the deal. And to be honest, it makes me physically and mentally super uncomfortable. It's scary to acknowledge our emotions, our weaknesses, even what we perceive as our strengths and share our truth selves with others and especially our struggles, right? That's why what you see on social media is 99% good stuff, right? You generally see the good stuff. And that's why it's so damaging to kids because they don't understand that difference. So you're going to see the vacations. You're going to see the delicious coffees. You're going to see everyone looking cute and they're matching holiday jammies, right? People don't post the bad stuff. And it's not just the bad stuff that they avoid. It's that everyday, mundane, normal life stuff gets skipped too. 
And so we feel that things have to be beautiful and perfect to share them online. But there is beauty in the everyday. And so I am working to embrace that and share that. And that's part of, partially why I have started this challenge to myself to post every day for 30 days of the different areas in our house that I'm decluttering and going through and refreshing and just tidying up because I wanted to show you that my house gets messy too, right? My office that I showed you, my desk was a mess after the summer. I wasn't paying attention to it. I wasn't maintaining it. It was just there. But as school started back up and I've gotten more back into my work, I wanted this area to be clean. And so that was just me going through the motions. The kitchen, we needed to rezone it because we just were running into each other all the time in the morning and it was just enough. Enough was enough. It was frustrating. So I rezoned my kitchen, you know, and I'm trying to get better at taking the videos and putting myself out there. So anyway, long story short, I'm just ripping off the bandaid and doing it as much as I can. And some of it is just going to be mundane everyday life stuff. And so we'll see how it goes. It's an experiment. That is where I'm at. It is, exper it is an experiment. So <laughs> we'll see. But let's pause and take one more quick break. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the no guilt mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics, depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. All right, welcome back to the show. I want to take our home for example, right? One question that I keep asking myself or that comes up is, is my home beautiful? Is it beautiful enough to put on social media? Is it Insta-worthy? Is it Pinterest perfect? All of this kind of stuff. And it seems like a simple enough question. And 
It's not, right? It's really complicated because the problem with the question is one, it's a matter of opinion, and two, it's a matter of comparison. And comparison is the thief of joy. So it's beautiful in comparison to what? Our last home? Well, in some ways, absolutely yes. And in some ways, not really. To the magazine spreads and the Magnolia lookalike builds on Instagram? Not really. I mean, but isn't that just my opinion of what's beautiful? Or the, the trend of the day that's what's beautiful, right? Because in the end, it shouldn't matter. What matters is that I love our home. My family loves our home. We find joy here. So would I like to update the kitchen? Heck yes. Do I get to? No, this is a rental and that's okay. And while I embrace where we are, I can see the beauty that exists here and now. I get to live in the moment and not waste time and energy pining for something that's not even possible right now. So that's why I'm finally embracing where I am and I'm sharing it with you. And I'm excited and really scared <laughs> to be going through all the areas in our home. I'm going to do my best to be authentic and not hide a bunch of stuff behind the camera. Will it be the best, most minimalist, organized and gorgeous house on Instagram? No, but that was never the point anyway. So huh, we're going to get there. We're going to do it together. And I hope you join me on the journey. That brings me to my final point today, which is by celebrating your progress and wins, you will not only be closer to full self-acceptance, but you will radiate your new level of self-acceptance to others and inspire them. So as you navigate the decluttering process and embrace vulnerability, you're showing your loved ones the beauty of self-love and acceptance. You are modeling that it is okay to let go of what no longer serves you both physically and emotionally. Your actions speak volumes, telling your family and friends that you are choosing a path of self-growth and that vulnerability is a superpower. You show everyone else that it's okay to be real and that can ripple out through the community and affect the world in ways you never thought, you never thought possible, you never imagined. I want you to know that everyone is nervous to share the not so pretty parts of their lives, but doing so can help your loved ones as they declutter the tough stuff too. And the interesting thing is what you think is not pretty might actually be someone's next step, right? So that's where I'm trying to get to as well. Like understanding that sure things not, might not be to the level where I want them to be, but it is a growing process and I'm on the path. And as long as I'm continuing to grow, things are getting better. And so we'll just continue to go from, to grow from there. So at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that we can be honest while still being kind. Remember your end goal when decluttering and know that you can share your truth in a kind way. So if someone gave you something and you're ready to part with it, but fear their reaction, I want you to find another way to honor that item and memory. So one way you could do this is maybe to take a picture of the item. You take a picture of the item or a picture of you with the item and then write a note about why that thing was special to you. Who was it from? Any memories you have associated with it? Write that all down. Now you could do a picture book, you could do a scrapbook, or you could just have the note on your phone, you know, digitally, you could keep it on your phone uh, so that you have that there uh, to refer back to. Now, I want you to remember that you don't have to tell the person who gave you this item that you decluttered it, right? 
You can keep the documentation and just have it at the ready should they ever ask you. It is highly likely they will never ask you, um, but maybe if they're helping you move someday or, you know, maybe it comes up in a conversation and they ask about it. I want you at that point to be honest, right? At that point, you can say, look, I really loved that thing. It had wonderful memories for me, but it just no, no longer fit in my home, in, in the space we have in our home. So here's what I did. I took a picture of it and I've done this really lovely write-up about it. And if you'd like, I'd love to show it to you. I think that your loved one will be more impressed with that write-up and the thought process that went into the, you know, what you said about that thing and the memories you had. And that would probably touch them more than if you would have kept that thing, just that physical thing. So you can put it into practice. You can try it and tell me if it worked. Um, I know my parents are going through a lot of things right now because they're moving. And so uh, it's been really interesting going through some of these old belongings and kind of talking about the memories and things like that. And so writing them down has been a lot of fun so that we can remember those things. Taking a picture, I've taken lots of pictures of different things. And so this way we still have the memory of the thing, but we don't have to have the physical thing that would just be taking up space in either one of our garages. In the end, though, I want you to know that decluttering and embracing vulnerability isn't just about cleaning our homes. It's about transforming our lives. It's about stepping into a space of self-acceptance where you see your worth, imperfections and all. Remember, it is a journey and every step counts. So go ahead, start small, declutter that drawer, declutter the bookshelf, allow vulnerability to guide you. You are worth every ounce of effort you put in, and I can't wait to hear about it. And with that, I want to turn to you. Like I said, I want to hear about it. I want to know your thoughts on this episode. How are you when it comes to being vulnerable? Are you willing to put yourself out there and let me know? I know it can be scary, but I am here for you. So send me a DM on Instagram or comment on this post. I am at wannabeclutterfree on the social channels. Or you can come on over to the Wannabe Minimalist Family Group on Facebook and share. Uh, we have a lovely community over there. There will be a discussion thread for this episode, and we would love to chat with you in the comments. And as always, thank you for joining me today. If you made it this far, just a reminder that I would be thrilled if you left a rating and a review for the show. It will only take a minute, and it means so much to me. So thank you for helping me out. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful day. Don't forget you are never alone on this path to self-acceptance, and I am so grateful to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep decluttering, keep embracing vulnerability, and keep shining your incredible light. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wanna Be Clutter-Free. I'll see you next week. Cheers. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? 
And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.